Hi dear, this is Anne Ajadi with dear Anne, and this is the Walk With Me series. And again, remember I've been, we've been saying that all week we'll be talking about the stuff that I found just looking through my notes down the years. And um, my discoveries have been mind-boggling actually. And today let me give you a little bit of a background to all of this. I'm trying to do a book on identity and of course before you can do something like that you have to you know answer a few questions yourself you know answer the probing questions and today let me let me just let you into it again how why the subject of our identity is that important to me you see I'm the third of six children that means that I'm a middle child so I'm either somebody's sister or somebody's wife or somebody's mother or somebody's friend. Never really been, until a, a time in my life, of course, um, never really been, you know, I never go, then I never got introduced as just plain, simply, this is Anne. You know, it would be, oh, Anne, somebody's sister, somebody's mother, all those kind of things. And I didn't like it because I thought, look, I exist as a person. You don't have to latch me onto something or someone else before I can have relevance. So he bothered me, he drove me to go and study what does God really think about me. Of course, I did find stories like the story of Jabez very interesting. Because what he did was he told me that God cognizanced me. I also found the story of David, story of Joseph, all those people that... I mean, take David, for instance, they come to your house, they ask, what about your sons? You don't remember this one existed. That's kind of, that kind of defined, you know, I could relate with that because they would call every other person, take all their decisions before they remember that I existed. It bothered me, not because I wanted to be up there in the front, but I also wanted to be acknowledged. So, it, I mean, of course, before I do any piece, I pray, hear God, do my research, do my study, wait on God to tell me what to do, and all of that. And it is in, it, it is in the, it, where I've, I was in the process of this when I stumbled on the notes that I'd written. And in actual fact, this one was written on the 21st of May in the year 2014. That's like uh, 2014, eight years. Was it 2014? We say 2014 is eight years ago. Look, my maths is not that great. Anyway, 2014 is when it was seen. And I titled it then, Provoked to Destiny. And even in that provocation to destiny, I was telling a story because then I had um, been host to a program years previous to there that time i'd played host to a program we called then it was a monthly program called celebration of life in christ you know and this particular the the story i'm about to recount is happening in one of those meetings and i said it was a sunny sunday afternoon the people had gathered for the monthly celebration of life in christ and to all intents and purposes, it was going to be a normal meeting. What do we do at the meetings? We sing praise, share testimonies, share God's word. And then we pray and we eat and we play.
that was the plan. But that day, God had his own agenda. He instructed one of his prophets, his son, to attend the meeting and then anoint the called, pronounce God's counsel and set them all in motion. Let me stop a little bit on that. You know, the meeting was just like, you know, just provide an atmosphere for God's children to just come and chill, fellowship with one another, share their experiences and all of that. Nothing formal, just with the run of the mean. But for the purpose of order, we'd ask someone to come in and moderate the, the affairs of the day, which was what happened. But the prophet, the man that was in, invited was a prophet, God's child, God's general, actually. Uh, so he came. To this gathering, the gathering is about God's, you know, they were God's children, mostly priests, all of them having some, they've gone, they have their own personal works with God. They had been, they were majorly generous in their own right, warriors on the front line. It was a meeting that everybody let down their armory. They were just children in the presence of God, God their father. For them, for all of us children, was a place of escape, a place of refuge, a refueling station, a place of rest. In, that, in those meetings, nobody judged you. You were allowed to be, no matter what you were pursuing or what you were after, this meeting was a comfort zone. Just come and find succor. The prophet that day showed up, declared the mind of God, the atmosphere changed, destiny was unleashed, mighty men were set loose. Who would have known that God would choose a Sunday afternoon in an informal gathering to announce his counsel? Yes, the people knew that God was in their midst. They, did just, they, would, they just did not realize that he was there as the Lord of hosts, as a commander of the army, as a general, the one who would set them forth. There were those in the meeting who only came for food, and there were also people who, thought, who knew that God would visit. Both the one who came for food and the one who knew God was coming to do his own thing met with God and destiny took place. You know what? What is the story? Why am I telling the story? One of my, you know, guiding lights in the scripture is the story of the ten virgins as recorded in Matthew chapter 25, 1 to 13. You know, God talking then, he talked about the story of that those ten virgins. All of them were waiting for God, for the master to come, for the bridegroom to come. They all had oil. Some prepared better than others. What's my point? I'm saying to you, my dear friend, be ever ready. You never know when the master is coming. You never know when destiny is knocking. You never know when the story will change. Ever prepared to meet your master is what I have to say to you this morning. Have a good, good, good day, my dear friend. Understand this. God has his eyes on you. I love you. God loves you more. Have a good day.